This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Did you know that allegedly women in Lebanon often stay with their cheating husbands because of the kids, the finances, embarrassment from the community, and more? But Lebanese men will never stay with a cheating woman. Honor is critical for both, but women can't seem to speak up. And divorced women are shamed in that society, as they are in many societies. These are some of the stories that entail that secret society we know as sex. You know, the one where everyone's doing it and no one is talking about it. Well, except me, of course, here every Sunday night on the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health. How it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health, author of the book Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other. I'm a researcher, blogger at Fifty Shades of Pink and Straight Up, executive director of Women's Health Initiative Network, a national not-for-profit organization to raise awareness about those taboo subjects related to women's health, anything below the belt. I'm a clinician in clinical practice in North Vancouver and Vancouver, a TED speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex, love, relationships, and your body. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies. Just fearless, straight-up talk about sex. Hopefully for you, it will be illuminating, enlightening, and fun. So please stay with me. It's my pleasure to be here with you this evening, as it is every Sunday evening. Of course, for those of you who have been sexually abused or have experienced unwanted sexual advances or trauma in that way, you are always in my thoughts and my heart goes out to you. I wish you the best on your healing journey, which at times may take a lifetime. Listener discretion is advised. We are talking about S-E-X here. So put the kitties to bed, grab a glass of wine, your lover, and let's go. Good evening, Matt. How are you? Yeah, great. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. Nice to see you again. Yeah, nice, nice to be back. Yeah, it's great, always. Anyway, so uh, I promise I'm going to bring your Christmas present in next week. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. Anyway, a little, uh, a little change in my agenda today. So I uh, came directly here. Um, so we have lots to talk about on the program tonight. Uh, lots of things are changing in the world, it seems. And, uh, you know, I think it's known that I'm not the biggest Trump supporter there ever was. But I do recall thinking, you know, there's one reason I would be okay with Trump getting into uh, office, becoming the president, dare I say, of the United States of America, my home country. Um, and the one main reason that I might have been okay with him being elected to the highest office in the land was it makes it Christmas every day for comedians. And Saturday Night Live is awesome. I knew that they would just take it. And Alec Baldwin is amazing. Did you see it last night? I've only seen a little bit of it. But oh, my gosh. It was amazing. The favorite thing I've, that's come out of this is uh, hashtag Piotis. <laughs> That is good. <laughs> Last night he was going through the crowd. You're in, you're in, you're in, you're in. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. It was absolutely fantastic. And so, it, you know what? We're laughing just a little bit more. And that's always great. But the other reason, and I never dreamed, because in addition to being a sex advisor, sex counselor, call me whatever you like, 
sex doctor, Dr. Love. Um, I'm also a nurse continence advisor. Not the sexiest, but a lot of people have problems with leakage of urine, uh, urinary retention, neurogenic bladder, overactive bladder. There are many different diagnoses, stress urinary incontinence, overactive bladder, urgent incontinence, frequency, urgency, nocturia, getting up at night to void more than once. Um, so these are problems, and these are diagnoses. And so it is vital that a person have a proper diagnosis before they seek any kind of treatment, any device, any even doing Kegel exercises can be counterintuitive for some types of bladder issues. But never in my wildest dreams did I ever believe that every national media outlet would be discussing urinary incontinence. It's fantastic. So it may help me in my efforts to raise awareness about this nasty little uh, situation that affects uh, upwards of, you know, 50, 60, 70% of people at some time in their lifetime. As many men will get overactive bladder, which is frequency, urgency, and nocturia as women. It's about 16.6% of the population. So Donald Trump is helping me educate the <laughs> men and women of the world, basically, because everybody knows about this. <laughs> so that's perfect. But I'm going to be talking about overactive bladder and other situations that relate to incontinence or continence uh, tonight on the program. So I had a, an email from one of the listeners, Paul. So thank you, Paul, for your email. And I will be answering your question tonight and um, a little bit later on in the program. So do stay with me. So anyway, there's always a silver li lining in every black cloud. Now, don't call me about Trump and don't, you know, start abusing me about that, about what I've said for crying out loud. You know, we, I've accepted a, a peaceful transition, a peaceful transition. <laughs> uh, so I've accepted that. And we are just, you know, going with the flow there with uh, Mr. Trump in the White House. And, you know, on some level, I'm, I'm happy. So uh, we have lots of other things to talk about on the program tonight. I do want to mention, uh, keeping in line with the Trump theme, uh, that uh, in, in, in fact, I'm thinking of creating some Trump techniques around bladder health. And I think that will help to raise awareness as well, anything that you can associate it with. So I do have, um, I often, when I educate people about Kegel exercises, pelvic floor muscle exercises, I often say, imagine that you're sitting next to the prime minister at dinner and you're going to pass gas which muscle would you squeeze? So that's the one. And it was really hard because some people would say about Stephen Harper, they'd be sort of like, well, I would pass the gas with Stephen Harper. But, you know, with the hot Trudeau in in the house there, uh, they're like, yeah, I would never want to do that in front of him so they can really get their fantasy going anyway. I think Trudeau would be cool with it. He'd be fine, yeah. So uh, I, I think that was an old video. I'm going to have to do a new one on YouTube. But... Um, so I want to talk about Vancouver's Walk on Washington this Saturday, January 21st, 2017 at the Jackpool Plaza. Don your pink pussycat hat and come on down. About two to 3,000 women are expected to walk. It's not an anti-Trump um, uh, walk, uh, peaceful protest. It's, it's not. It's uh, raising awareness about uh, w that women are... 50% of the sky. Women are half of the people on this planet. We deserve respect. We deserve access to health care, access to child care. We deserve, um, you know, gender equality and, and just making 
our voice is known. So it's really important. So I implore you to come down to the Jack Poole Plaza on Saturday, 10 o'clock. It's about two hours in length. I'll be there with my pink pussycat hat. Where do you see it? And uh, so I hope you'll join me as well. And it's just a reminder to governments and uh, politicians and everybody that of the importance of women's issues, in particular women's health issues. I, I think I'm making a little bit of an impact because I'm seeing some trends in my clinical practice. And uh, one of the trends is women wanting to perform better in the bedroom. So I've done a couple of things. I'm actually thinking, wow, I'm, I may be making an impact here. It's not all about low sexual desire and women not wanting to have sex, but women are actually starting to realize this is important and I may need to have some, some lessons from this expert. So not only did I write a blog at Fifty Shades of Pink, Sex 101, um, Sex Lessons from the Sexpert. Uh, we're going to be talking about that very subject tonight. And I've also invited Debbie Evans, who's a, uh, a designer, an interior designer and a real estate agent as well, to talk about why the bedroom, the master bedroom and the, why well, you can be the master in your bedroom. Uh, the master bedroom and the master bathroom are the most important rooms in the house. I happen to agree with her. You want to make it like a hotel. You want to make it beautiful. But I'm no expert. I'm a sexpert. But Debbie will certainly weigh in on that subject. We're also going to be talking about, or speaking of weight, we're going to be talking about weight and women. Many people find it challenging to keep weight off over the holidays in particular. So we're going to be hearing one woman's story of how she lost 50 pounds and how her life has changed. And another woman who's gone an entirely different strategy and how she has lost 18 pounds and what that's done for her self-esteem, self-confidence, sexual self-esteem, strutting her stuff. And uh, I'm going to really need to listen because I was starving before I came here. And I normally don't eat this, but I saw the sign hot dog out there. And uh, and I made a beeline for the hot dog truck and got a fabulous grilled one with the onions and the, uh, all the fixings. I'm and not going to lie. It smelled so good when oh, you came in. Oh, didn't it? Oh, my <laughs> God. It was ecstasy. Uh, so I that's the wrong thing to eat, especially when you're starving. And then I topped it off with some M&Ms out of the machine there. So not good at all. Uh, but when I was there, you know, I met another nurse. And uh, I met a nurse. I said to him, <laughs> you, you've, have you eaten here before? <laughs> and he said, no. And I said, well, I have. And it's fantastic. And uh, But, you know, we got to talking. And, and he, he does great work in the downtown east side. And he actually works with mental health and addictions. And, and I do as well. And, and so... Uh, we had a lot of synergies there, but we talked about how nurses' voices are important and how it's so important to get nurses on the air. And I, I want to just put the call out again. If you're a nurse out there and you have some education to provide, you know, I'd love to have you on the show. And uh, so it, it's, and we also talked about how nurses rarely go into business for themselves because they're meant to be empathic. We're supposed to give our services for free. And uh, there's just this perception about nurses. We're so nice and caring and compassionate, so you can't be a business person. But, but I think that's going to change as well. Nurses have high credibility, and, and rightly so. It's an evidence-informed practice. And, uh, you know, it's very competitive to get into UBC today. I think nursing is one of the most competitive uh, faculties to get into at UBC today. A little bit of a sadder subject. We're going to be uh, talking about some of the warning signs uh, when men kill their partners, their intimate partners, the intimate partner homicide, terrible subject, and but it needs to be addressed, and there are some commonalities uh, 
of some of the women who have lost their lives to this societal malignancy. As you know, I'm the Irish Catholic nurse who talks sex, and I was raised as a Catholic, went to Catholic school. Uh, I have relatives, priests, uh, bishops, youngest ordained bishop uh, ever is in my family. And I've also had priest relatives who've left the church as well and gone on to marry and and divorce. And and so we're going to be talking about the Italian women. Now, these were not the women who are are calling me or um, wanting... uh, wanting appointments with me, these Italian women who are having affairs with priests. They, they're asking the Pope to end celibacy. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I want to give you a little bit of a warning just about oysters, which is an, an, an aphrodisiac that I often tell you about. Uh, and also we're going to be talking about uh, difficulty penetrating during sex. I love your emails. Sex talk at cknw.com. I'm going to be reading some of those tonight. Uh, you can give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Uh, so if you have any questions at all about sex or health or bladder health, uh, anything, uh, maybe, you know, how, how you should make your bedroom as inviting as possible. But when I come back, we're going to be talking about weight, and I'm going to be weighing in on that subject. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting the show for you this evening. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's always my pleasure. Uh, We're talking about uh, lots of important subjects tonight, so do stay with me. Um, One of the most important subjects, especially at this time of year, is is weight. And we're, we're just after the holiday season and often people will say, oh, it's the holidays, you know, let yourself go. And just we're presented with all of this food at all of this, these parties and, and wine and drinks and chocolate, 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 one of my favorite things. And this is a vital time of year for people to keep weight off. And it's in a newly released study, the University of Health Sciences Antigua and the Center for Primary Medicine and Diabetes Prevention found that diabetic patients lose control of their condition during the holiday months. Well, suffice it to say, I don't think it's just diabetic people. I think it's all people lose control. But this particular research, which had a sample of 651 patients, found that blood sugar levels gradually increased from November 2015 to March 2016. At the start of the data analysis, patients had an average level, blood sugar level, HGA1C, of 7.5, but that level rose to 8.5 at the end of the holidays. And, you know, that's what happens. We start eating over the holidays, and if you're not a diabetic, you have enough insulin to control your blood sugars, so that's fine. But what happens is we start to pack it on, especially women in the midsection, the hips, the buttocks, everywhere, the arms, the legs, everywhere. It's, it's hopeless. But um, there's a couple of women that in our communities, a couple of great women in our communities that are on the line right now, and they have lost a significant amount of weight. And on the line, I'll introduce first, is Kathy Chen of Port Moody. You may know her as Catching Up with Kathy. She is a, a community activist involved in, in lots of different um, 
aspects of her community. She interviews lots of people. She's at, at lots of events. And she's going to share her story about how she has lost 18 pounds is the latest that I've heard. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Maureen. Happy New Year. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for joining me tonight. I'm just going to get Chelsea Hobbes on the line. You may know her name as well. Chelsea is a former radio broadcaster, and she currently is the uh, operations director at CAPS Westwood Cycle. She's also a community and wellness advocate. Hello, Chelsea. Hi, how's it going? Fine, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, ladies, for joining me tonight. Now, um, Chelsea, you have lost a staggering 50 pounds at last count. Yeah, I, I guess we're now at 52 pounds, but I mean, who's really counting? Who's, who's counting? counting? We are. Are you kidding? <laughs> we, we're counting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are counting. Absolutely. I would never stand on the uh, scale with uh, at, at a certain time. But you know what, ladies, I'm glad I've introduced you. I'm gonna. We have to go to break right now. I would like you to hang on the line. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how you lost the weight and how you managed to keep it off over the holidays and into January. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CK. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this show. Thank you for staying with me if you've been here since the beginning of the hour. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here with you and to be talking about weight and weight loss and sustaining weight loss. I have two great guests on right now. I have Kathy Chenna of Port Moody and also Chelsea Hobbes. You probably know her as a former radio broadcaster, and uh, she's now working at Cap Cycles, and I imagine that's helping with her weight loss. Ladies, thanks for staying on the line with me. My pleasure for having us. Now, se- uh, I was just to say, sex is related to everything, and that is indeed so true. But body image for women is a big contributing factor in terms of how women perform in the bedroom because it's related to how they feel about themselves. And so, if you know, I, I've had women in my clinical practice who worry about one small area of fat on their skinny little thigh, and um, you know, or women just not feeling sexual because they can't seem to take the weight off. Now, both of you have had success dare I say, campaigns on taking weight off and keeping weight off, especially over the holidays. Kathy, you've lost 18 pounds, and Chelsea, you've lost 52 pounds. So congratulations to both of you. It's a major accomplishment. And I want to ask you first question, Kathy, how did you do it? Well, for myself, just a quick little background. I'm barely four foot ten, and I was uh, peaking the scale at about 160, Maureen. A little heavy for someone my size, for sure, and I wasn't happy with it. My son's very healthy, my family's healthy, and it was just time for me to do something about it. So I needed that kickstart. I've done the workout regime. I've done different types of low-calorie things. I decided to go on HCG. And uh, that is uh, a diet that where I inject myself daily. And it just gives me that kickstart that I need to shed some of the weight and then be able to maintain, be consistent, and really change um, my, my mindset into having a healthy lifestyle. And I know that we always go back to the bedroom with you, Maureen, and I want to say that <laughs> definitely, 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 you know, not to well, give too don't. much information about my sex life, but, you know, um, I'm pretty open when it comes to that. I don't, I'll have sex at 160 pounds, 120 pounds. It doesn't really matter, but it does make a difference when you are having sex with your partner, um, you know, being, being, uh, shedding that fat. 
fat, really. It, it does make a really big difference, and I've noticed that. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about, about the way that I'm doing it. I'm also seeing a naturopath, and as soon as I sort of finish my, uh, my um, uh, phase of uh, what I'm doing now, which is my, the protocol, um, I will go into maintenance and then the exercise and um, other types of... Uh, and, and I want to get into that sustainability, but first I want to just uh, let the listeners know what the HCG diet is. It's actually considered to be quite an extreme diet. As you said, it, it involves injections of HCG, which is the human chorionic gonadotropin, and that is the hormone that women make when they are pregnant. Uh, and it's also uh, added to that Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure if it's changed, but the diet itself is a 500 calorie diet or, yeah, or eight, 800, 800 calorie, 800 yeah, calorie. Yes. yes, 800 calorie. And I'm also injecting the, the B12. So I am on low calories. There's no carbs. There's no dairy, no sugar and no alcohol right now. Okay, so that sounds like I know, you're, you're freaking misery. Out, I know. No, I, know. <laughs> I just downed a giant hot dog and a white bun okay, with uh, so grilled jealous. onions, and uh, <laughs> but I shouldn't have. So right. Chelsea, I'm going to head it, head it on over to you, and you've lost 52 pounds. What amount of time uh, did it take you to lose 52 pounds? Uh, this would have been from August until like today, this morning. Okay, so, and yeah. what how what has been your strategy? How have you lost the weight? Um, my strategy, I've always been, um, overweight, you know, but I've always held my weight very well. It's always been proportioned. Listen, we, um, do you remember we played hockey out on Granville Street together for uh, a promotional event? Yeah. Street hockey. And I didn't, I, you know, that's really the only time I think I'd, I'd seen you. I'm sort, of course, I'd heard you on the air, uh, but I did not think that you were overweight. So that's just one person's yeah, opinion. I, but it doesn't matter I, what I think. I it's how yeah, you feel. I don't, I don't and, think you know, that either. Thank you so you much. Yeah, I've met Kathy numerous times as well, yes. so I, I really do appreciate it. I, I'm very active, but it was always revolving back towards my diet, um, and that's something that I knew I had to get a grip on. So what I did, um, even in the past years, I started slowly eliminating things. I went to a vegetarian-based diet a year ago, and then in September, I decided to cut out sugar. And that was a huge one for me because I have a very big sweet tooth and I would be eating, you know, candy cups and five cent candies and just, I, I really started to M&M's. Oh, M&M's, the whole shebang. But I really started to take inventory of like what I was putting into my body and um, moved, moved directly towards nourishment for my cycling. And one of my biggest tricks, if I, if I can share a trick. Please do. Yeah, this this one is like, this is going to blow some people's minds because this is what got me through Christmas. People emotionally eat, especially at Christmas because there's emotions attached to grandparents visiting or, you know, your kids coming back into the house for Christmas. Um, so there was a lot of treats around our house. And what I did is I would put them onto a plate, put it into a Ziploc bag and place it in the freezer. And when my emotions subsided, I would revisit that tray of treats and ask myself, do I still want this? Mm-hmm. That and is a great trick. Like, I still I still have a bag of treats in my freezer right now. My mom's Nanaimo bars, you know, my grandma's peanut butter balls. And I revisit it. I open the freezer and I go, do I want this? And I go, no, I don't. I don't want to throw everything that I've worked hard for away. But it's there if I do. And so you did this on your own. You didn't join a program. You didn't sign up for anything. This was um, a... I was working directly with a naturopath. So oh, okay. Like similar to what Kathy was in the sense of the naturopath, and I was visiting my naturopath weekly 
um, you need to have guidance if you're going, like I was limiting my calories, of course, and really focusing on, um, you know, cutting out starches and focusing towards fat and protein. But you need to have guidance if you're planning on losing a substantial amount of weight or you're going to put yourself, your body into shock. Okay. So uh, back to Kathy, Kathy Chenna, mm-hmm. who's lost 18 pounds using the HCG diet. Um, some of, there, there has been criticism about the HCG diet. Um, any super low calorie diet, and 800 calories is a super low calorie diet, will result in weight loss. That's not rocket science. Most studies have found that the HCG, the human chorionic gonadotropin, has nothing to do with losing weight. That if you, so my question to you is, did you feel that you could have done this without the HCG? Did you feel that that was a, a real booster for you? Did you notice any difference? Did you ever miss the HCG and eat a little bit more? Or did you feel it was a placebo effect? No, I think that what happens with HCG is also I'm not losing muscle mass. And I could have done this by myself on 800 calories, but that's the critical point. I don't want to lose muscle. And I've done HCG before, and I've, I travel a lot with my job and being in airplanes. And Chelsea's right. I'm a very emotional eater. Today I interviewed a few people, and there were donuts and chips and veggies and dip in the green room, Maureen. And I just, I looked at it and the donut looked so good. And I then looked at myself and thought about, you know, if I bite that and put sugar in my body, I can just say goodbye to 18 pounds. And why would I do that? Now, my time frame, um, I started in early December. We are now in the middle of January. So the 18 pounds came off in a six-week period. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not. But I know that I can get it back on in a minute. As as fast or as quickly as it has come off, it comes back three times faster. And so often me, people mm-hmm. rebound when they go on really drastic diets. They will rebound afterwards. So what's your plan for a maintenance program? Well, I, you know, I've, I've done this done dozens of times. My plan is I work with my naturopath. We're going to go onto a plan together. I belong to various Facebook support groups. And for once in my life, I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it for my son or my, uh, you know, or my relatives or my mom. You know, we have four quarters in our lives, Maureen. And Denzel Washington said this this week, actually, 0 to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 60, and 60 to 80. And, you know, I'm 45 years old. And um, I want to live as long as I possibly can. And I needed this boost. This is not forever for me, you know, injecting myself. But I wanted to come on the show and be really honest and say that, you know. I appreciate that. Chelsea's doing it one way. I'm doing it another way. I end my program on the 26th of of January, the day before my birthday. And I I have a treadmill downstairs that's collecting dust. So exercise, eating healthier, and knowing the right types of foods that are going to go into my diet, my naturopath is going to help me with that, and that's what I'm going to stick to. Excellent. So that's, that, and, that's basically what my maintenance plan is going to be. And Chelsea, you brought up sugar, but sugar is as addictive as nicotine or heroin. <laughs> exactly. uh, it's it's relate, It relates to the inflammation and the pain we feel in our bodies, and we're addicted to sugar. Uh, you know, suffice it to say that I'm addicted to sugar and I, you know, I, I go in and out of my addiction to sugar. And, you know, I, I and another point I wanted to make is both of you have made this point. You, you've talked a lot about mindfulness without realizing it, you know, that, do, you know, asking yourself questions. Do I need that? You know, I went through that tonight with the M&Ms <laughs> and I was sitting here <laughs> thinking, you know, I've been up since six o'clock. I actually had an extended day that I wasn't expected. I needed a little boost. And I thought, you know, what better than some M&Ms out of that machine? Um, but it's mindfulness. So the brain is so involved in this and the mind. 
And you know what? Um, also, you know, sugar is as addictive as the as the things you said, and it gives a result of um, what you what some people experience after they smoke a cigarette. It gives a sense of relief after you bite into that delicious piece of chocolate. But that's not that's not good for you. It, it, it isn't having those uh, triggers for your brain. The the extremes of euphoria that's fulfilled with um, sugar isn't good. And what what it was for me is. Um, cancer runs very rampant in my family. My my father is currently dealing with leukemia right now. And How, how's he my, doing, by the way? He's doing he's doing okay. He's doing good. I, I follow it on Facebook, so yeah, we'll give him my best. I will. And for me, it's like okay, well, here's the thing: I'm not going to go sun tanning because skin cancer is uh, very prevalent in my family. I'm not going to smoke because I don't want lung cancer. But sugar, what it does is it feeds the. Uh, some cancer-causing agents inside of your body. So I know it's a scary word and a thought to have, but just eliminating sugar is so beneficial for your health. And I've heard, you know, in the, the naturopathic community that women cutting down on their alcohol intake mm-hmm. will reduce their chances of breast cancer. Absolutely. So, and, and it's the sugar and alcohol. It's all coming back to that. So my weight loss journey, my health journey comes from slowly eliminating things and see how my body responds. You know, I say to patients um, who are overweight, have mobility issues, have bladder issues, I ask them, you know, what's your diet like? Do you have sugar in the diet? And they say, oh, no, I don't eat any sugar. And then I say, well, tell me about your diet. And it's just loaded with sugar. Sugar <laughs> is in everything. Unfortunately, we have to go to break. I, I do want to make another point just about the HCG. HCG is not approved by Health Canada or the FDA for weight loss. And that doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just means that they haven't approved of it. They have haven't had the studies behind it. Um, they are legal um, as long as a healthcare provider gives them to you, but any over-the-counter HCG products are not. So be careful. So don't just buy anything in a bottle because somebody is going to sell it to you and give you some fabulous marketing plan or whatever. So be careful what you put in your body. And I always say natural, clean products and not what I had for dinner tonight. Do not listen to me. But what I had for for <laughs> breakfast this morning, egg white omelet, three vegetables, water-based yeah. vegetables, yeah. zucchini, um, mushroom and onion. And I use tofu cheese and, you know, throw some tomatoes on top of that. Even that has a bit of sugar in it. But, you know, so ladies, congratulations to both of you. You've both done amazing and shared great stories. And, and I'm happy that each of your plans have worked for you. Thank you. And what each just before we go, what's the best one quick weight loss tip? Your best weight loss tip for somebody who wants to get started. My best tip is controlled environments produce results. Just be in control and find what you can control and just hone in on it. And Kathy, thank you, Chelsea. And mine is uh, would be to su- surround yourself with people that are going to support you and uh, and help you. And uh, when you feel like cheating, you can pick up the phone before you shove that donut in your mouth. Yeah, and, and not friends. feed you. Like, what if you were married to a great cook and they always wanted you to eat their ribs or yeah. something? Anyway, well, we got to go, ladies. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for staying with me, talking about lots of different subjects tonight. The time flies by when you're talking about sex, eh? Uh, so we have lots to talk about uh, here on the program tonight. Um, 
I did want to tell you a little bit about, before we get back to the bedroom, I mean really back to the bedroom, I just wanted to warn you uh, that there has been a norovirus outbreak from BC oysters, and that has made lots of people sick here in British Columbia. Um, So there's some gastrointestinal illness, as I say, GI illness. And whenever I say that, people say, what does that mean? Gastrointestinal, you know, the runs. Uh, But they've been linked to oysters, according to the BC Center for Disease Control. And since this is an aphrodisiac that I often uh, tell you about, uh, I wanted to give you fair warning, and uh, and so you have been warned. So be careful about what aphrodisiacs you put into your mouth. Um, some are better than others. Uh, so we have lots um, that's coming up. We're just getting um, back to um, some of the subjects. I'll get to some of the subjects. But I, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the patients that I'm seeing and I'm, I've mentioned this before, like a thousand times, that I did a TED Talk <laughs> this year. Go to YouTube, no sex marriage, cheating, loneliness, masturbation, and shame. Um, but as a result of that, I'm now doing a lot of Skype consults around the world. And so I've uh, done consults for people in France and the U.S., Singapore, India, Australia, New Zealand, And so recently, I want to tell you a little story about a woman who contacted me just before Christmas. And initially, she contacted me to book an appointment because she wanted to improve her performance in the bedroom because her husband told her or insinuated or gave her messages that her performance wasn't that great. And she noticed that he had pulled away a bit, and he even mentioned that sex with her was boring, which is not an uncommon complaint from men and from women uh, having sex with men or women or whomever. And um, so that was her initial call, or reason for her call. Well, with Christmas and going out of town, and I was only able to book appointments, Skype appointments this week. And so when I got the Skype address and uh, got online with this person. I was expecting it to be a woman. And the first thing I saw, and I'm going to be totally honest here, was a really good-looking South Asian guy, okay, he w- but angry. I could see on his face he had, he had emotions that were... Uh, and I wasn't sure if it was anger, it was mixed in with sadness, it was, it was, it was guilty. And uh, we all know that. And so I said, is your, is your wife there. At first, I got a little nervous thinking, oh, this is a guy and he's actually pretending he's a girl. Anyway, didn't. That wasn't the case. So he walked and he got his wife and they sat down together. This beautiful woman um, was sobbing and crying and so upset. And she said, initially, when I contacted you, Maureen, it was how can I improve in the bedroom? She said, this is the only lover I've ever had. I've never made love with another man. I've learned everything from him. And but I I had sensed that things weren't as good. And we had been in some marriage counseling. And she said, but recently, I'd found out that he'd had a number of extramarital affairs over the last several years. And so effectively, she had felt that he'd been lying to her and had been betrayed. And they were in counseling. And I explained to them that you can, can never actually 
improve things if you're not telling the truth to your partner, your lover, your husband, your wife. So that's part of the problem why the marriage counseling wasn't work that, working. That's not rocket science. And so then I went on to explain just a couple of things. And I'm not a proponent of extramarital affairs. It's difficult. Monogamy is difficult. Somebody made a comment on my TED talk that said, everyone cheats. Um, but this woman told me that she had basically, she admitted to shaming her husband and and hanging the old sign on the front door, cheater. And all of her friends knew. And, and I said, when you told your friends, did any of them say anything to you? What did they say? And she said, oh, they comforted me. And so, of course, she's victimizing herself again. And they said, we hope you'll be okay. And, and, um, and then I said, did any of them say anything else? And she said, I said, did any of them tell you that it happened to them? And she said, one woman did. I said, that woman gave you the greatest gift possible. And she didn't quite understand that at the beginning, but at the end of the call she did. I went over to her husband and I said, so you're feeling pretty badly. You're feeling like, you know, the bad one, the loser, the the one who's been shamed. And he said, yes, you know, he felt awful. He wanted to stay with his wife. He was in love with his wife, but he explained, and I'll get into that a little bit later, as to why he was having these extramarital affairs and what his life circumstances were uh, that led to this. So I said to him, you know, and all of your friends know, because they have couples friends, and he said yes. And, and I said, you know, one woman did comfort her and say that she that her husband had cheated as well. And I said, you know, out of 25 couples that she's told, um, there's probably more than one. I know there's probably more than one. And he kind of smiled, and I said, you probably know there's way more than one, and you probably know all of them. And he said, yes, indeed, I do, because, you know, the men talk as well. Anyway, I'll continue that story when I come back after the break. And we have lots to come up, including how to make your bedroom the best haven for your love. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.